we need a new generation of leaders. And I'm really hopeful because I think that the new generation of leaders will also have a new message. We have a different way of communicating with people. We're not the generation who, you know, didn't go to college. We, you know, just had a job. We, we just, you know, went to work, came home, fed our families. We're a very social generation. We're not social because we're on social media, but we actually know how to build relationships. We know how to communicate what we want, what we need. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interest in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate. And if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Hello, and welcome to Political Contessa. I am Jennifer Nassor, and I am your Political Contessa. This week, we learned that President Donald Trump will be once again seeking election as President of the United States. This will be Trump's third run for President of the United States, and he has been campaigning since 2015 when he came down the escalator at Trump Tower in New York City. Now, early on in 2015, I was not a Trump fan. I had been very vocal about not being a Trump fan. But I have to say, I was not a Hillary Clinton fan. As a matter of fact, if we add up Trump and Clinton's losses and how many times they've been running for office, they're about even. But here's the thing with Donald Trump. Like, he ran in 2020. He didn't win the election based upon, you know, we have a different president who I don't care for, but we have a different president for the last two years, and it's time to move on. And now 2024 election is coming up. 2022, as I had said in a previous podcast, was a shit show. Okay. Donald Trump had a whole bunch of candidates that he endorsed. And maybe this isn't fair. I I feel like it was Maybe there were about 300 candidates around the country that he endorsed, and maybe it was 23 losses that he had. So not a complete wipeout by any stretch of the imagination, but those 23 were super, super high-profile candidates that lost. Dr. Oz lost, Carrie Lake lost, Blake Masters lost, just to name a few. Of his hand-selected, he got involved in primaries, He changed the course of the primary and general election, and then his candidate lost. That is a big hit for the Republican Party because those are seats that potentially governors and U.S. senators, members of Congress that we could have otherwise won. But he got involved. Now, look, I think when you endorse a candidate, And if you're running for office, if you're thinking of running for office, keep this in mind. A very wise woman in Massachusetts once told me when I was running, if I endorse you, 
and I'm happy to endorse you. But if I do, just know you get my haters and you're going to have your own haters. So you're going to get mine and then yours. And it is so true. And I tell candidates this all the time because it's kind of an interesting phenomenon, right? Like if someone Someone might love the person who endorsed you, but someone else is going to hate that person and they're going to tell their friends. When I was running for city council in 2019, Boston City Council has literally nothing to do with anything other than rats, potholes, drug addicts, homelessness, you know, and and budgeting around the city, police, fire, schools. When I was running, a woman came up to me and said that I supported Trump. I couldn't understand where this conversation was even going. And she basically said, well, you support Charlie Baker, our outgoing governor. Charlie Baker supported this guy who just lost for governor at the time, was running for U.S. Senate in his other loss. And he supports Donald Trump. Therefore, you support Donald Trump. I mean, it was the most outrageous, outrageous thing I've ever heard. But you you end up basically falling into the sins of the person who endorses you. So Donald Trump is not the most likable character. His policies were awesome. They kept us safe. They kept the economy flowing. And, you know, our borders were secure. And we didn't see outrageous inflation. All of that. Absolutely. Policy. Love the guy's policies. Don't like the guy. So now we have this midterm election that didn't turn out exactly the way we wanted it. I'm a lot calmer than the last time I did a podcast on this. However, it was a red sprinkle. We now have the House. And thank God Nancy Pelosi is not going to seek another term as the House minority leader because she was ousted from her position as uh, Speaker of the House. And so now it looks like hopefully she will retire at some point. That's a little side note. But what we saw is not a gigantic takeover for Republicans. So we need to be very, very careful here in our messaging and our messengers who is communicating the message. And Donald Trump coming out and announcing that he is going to run for president a mere week after the very, very important midterm elections, the elections that now have changed the precedent and the history on what normally happens when one party is in the White House and in both chambers of Congress, totally changed what us pundits and what consultants and strategists and operatives are ever going to talk about again. So now he's out running for president, I guess, trying to keep everyone else out. But look, the fact of the matter is this, and I'm not going to dump on Trump, but I will say this. You've run two times for president. Once was successful, once was not. And now in 2020, let's call it 2023, we need a new generation of leaders. I'm part of Gen X, and we did everything we were told to do from our parents We got super educated. We worked really hard. We had our families. We bought homes. We did more and more in our careers. Most Gen Xers I know are very successful. And I don't mean monetarily. I mean, in their careers, they're doing what they wanted to do and they have their act together. And it's awesome. But we all have had our heads 
buried in the sand, doing what we were told to do. And now it is time for those folks in their 40s and 50s to start taking over. And for these old guys in their 70s and 80s, old men and women, to start retiring and opening up positions for everyone else to start running for office. We see what it's like to have a man in his late 70s run the country. I basically say that tongue in cheek, by the way. He's not running diddly squat. But we see what it's like. There is no way that Trump should become president again. He's too old. He does not have the cachet that he had when he first came out. He's going to rally the base. He's going to get people excited. And if you hate me and you just think Trump is the best and he could win this, God bless. But I would like to see a new generation of leaders. I would like to see a Ron DeSantis. And God bless him for just winning that race in Florida, killing it, crushing it. Amazing. And I'm sure Floridians do not want him to leave. Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina. Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina. Mike Pompeo. We have lots of people. I mean, you know, I would even say Mike Pence. We have lots of folks out there who could run for office who are not about to keel over and die. And I'm sorry, and I sound ageist, and my mother probably hates me for this, but it's true. And so we need a new generation of leaders. And I'm really hopeful because I think that the new generation of leaders will also have a new message. They have a different way of messaging. We have a different way of communicating with people. We're not the generation who, you know, didn't go to college. We, you know, just had a job. We, we just, you know, went to work, came home, fed our families. We're a very social generation. We're not social because we're on social media, because we're spending our days on TikTok and never lift our heads up. But we actually know how to build relationships. We know how to communicate what we want, what we need. We know how to strategize. We've gone to school. We've been in the business world. We've had jobs. We've done everything. And now it's our time to lead. And so if you're one of those people, you're in my generation, you're a Gen Xer, get off your ass and think about running for office because now is the time to seek new leadership. And there is so much at stake in the United States because I truly believe that the Democrats walk away with the messaging all the time because they pull at people's heartstrings and they make everyone feel ooey gooey and gushy and warm and fuzzy, but yet there's no absolutely no substance and they don't know what they're talking about half the time. I mean, I live in a state, Massachusetts, we just imposed a millionaire's tax so-called millionaire's tax. It's a regressive tax and is going to drive people out of Massachusetts, drive business, drive homeowners. No one's ever going to want to live here because of this tax. And the Democrats think that it's it's good. It's good. Really? Because when your tax base dries up, I don't know who the hell is paying that money. But yeah, no, it should be good. By the way, it also is unrestricted for our legislature to use that money and to decide where it's appropriate. It's supposed to go to transportation education. May, may not, we'll see. But they could totally defund all of the other money for transportation and education and use this money and only this money for that, which can then defund education, transportation, or underfund it. We don't want to do that. So let's get our act together, people. If you are a Republican, if you're an independent but you believe in good fiscal conservatism, 
You need to go out. You need to look at what candidates have to offer. You need to find the people who have good messages. You need to hold your elected officials feet to the fire and ask them what they're doing. I don't want any more fighting in Congress. People need to come together and start working for all of us because our tax dollars pay for their salaries. So I started this kind of as my, I really hope that other people get into this race for president, that it is not just Trump. The Republican Party needs to get back to its values, its core values, of limited taxation and smaller government, of family values, and of being able to communicate to folks that we are about not giving a hand out, but a hand up and showing people the path to prosperity, to living the American dream, which I know is like a curse word these days, but I don't care. Living the American dream. That's what we need to get back to. Enough fighting, enough BS. So great Trump's out there. He's getting all the limelight, scaring the daylights out of the Democrats. I'm sure they think they should throw out Joe Biden again because Biden was the only person to beat Trump. That's fabulous. Now we've got two old guys running for office. By the way, if you are a Democrat and you're listening to my podcast, really, you want Joe Biden running again? Think twice about this. So otherwise, we just leave this country in the hands of senile old men who may or may not be able to wipe their own asses at the end of their term of president. Me, for one, I'm going to tell you, I would love to see that next generation out there. Bright superstars, great communicators, people who actually have been living in the real world, have been working with real people, have had to communicate in, a, in an actual way of handshakes and sitting in a cubicle and being in an office. Why don't we, why don't we give it a chance and see what they can do? Thank you for listening to me. I'm Jennifer Nassor. I'm your political Contessa. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Contessa.com.